We are breaking down Peyton Thorne and the quarterback position, and who else better to do it with than one of the best Michigan State quarterbacks of all time? Brian Lewerke. Let's have a fun one. Let's go. What's up? Our Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is the greatest people of all time, of course. I'm talking about the listeners, the viewers of Locked On Spartans. But also, hey, friend of the program now, Brian Lewerke, making his return. Holy smokes, Sir. I can't believe you agreed to do this again. Uh, what's wrong <laughs> with you? Is, is everything okay? I, I, mean, I don't know. I just, I just like talking Michigan State football, so I'll do it anytime, every day. You've come to the right place because, uh, hey, it's August and we are creeping closer to game day on September 2nd. Yes, we will be breaking down the defense. We'll do an offensive breakdown, but... We're just going to do a positional breakdown on Peyton Thorne and just the whole quarterback position in general with, obviously, Brian Lewerke. He's here. Unless he wants to go and just leave, I totally understand. But, well, he's still here. We're going to do, Hey, look at that. See, while you're still here, we're going to do it. Uh, <laughs> please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast or YouTube show. Uh, any questions, concerns, Spartans at gmail.com. And let's just get rocking and rolling right here, Brian. Um, first and foremost, uh, you know, Peyton's freshman year was during your senior year. Uh, any memories going back to like when Peyton first stepped on campus or, you know, watched him sling the ball around a few times, or did you not really get to dissect him that much because, well, you were a senior and he was in his redshirt freshman year? No, I mean, um, I was definitely able to hang around him and see him practice. And, you know, I was best friends with Joe Bocci and Kenny Wilkes, um, back in the day. And, um, Peyton was on the scout team during that time and, you know, every other day I'd always hear from Kenny or Joe or something that like Peyton was torching the um, wow. the uh, defense. Yeah. So, All right. Be <laughs> dotting up the defense on seven on and then on team period and stuff. So um, early on, I kind of had a feeling hearing from other guys that Peyton was going to be a special quarterback and um, he'd be able to do something for the, for the team. So um, not not too surprised that it's kind of worked out for him so far. Right on. And so how often do you get to watch, you know, Michigan State? Obviously, you're a pretty busy guy. You got a frantic schedule. How often are you able to, like, sit down on a Saturday and watch the boys in green and white play some football? Um, you know, last year, um, last year being on a team in the NFL, it was a little tough. Um, yeah. Um, it it kind of depended on what time the game was. Um, sure. Because, you know, sometimes we'd have meetings or whatever. But whenever I could, I would definitely sit down and try and watch watch a game. Yeah, for sure. And so, with that said, like, when you are watching the game, you're, you're watching Peyton Thorne, uh, you know, do what he does. You know, I'll ask, you know, what can he improve on? But let's just start with the happy stuff. Like, what is it that impresses you the most about his game? Coming from a former quarterback, that's right. So, your, your yeah. opinion means a lot more than my opinion does. So, let's let's hear it. Um, I'm going to go I'm gonna go off the field type of stuff. Um, I've heard he's a great leader. Um, All right. I've heard he, and, I, you know, I've seen videos um, posted about him, just, you know, him pumping up the team, motivating them. Um, I think he's a great talker. And that's something that you got to have from a quarterback um, to be able to be successful and to have a team rally around you. I think he's one of those guys that definitely does that. Um, and then on the field, I mean, he's got a great arm. Um, I saw this offseason he's working with a guy, a quarterback coach I used to work with, actually. His name's Will Hewlett. Gotcha. Um, and I learned a bunch from that guy. I'm sure Peyton's learned a ton from him, too. And I'm excited to see you know what kind of stuff that he's uh, improved upon from last year. 
You know, that's interesting you brought up leadership because I was going to bring this up, you know, down the road in, in this chat here. But a- as a quarterback, do you just feel a pressure to have to become a leader? Like just, you know, the fact that it's kind of like the cliche that, oh, the quarterback's the leader of the team. Or is it just kind of come naturally because, well, I mean, odds are you've been playing the position your entire life by the time you get to yeah. college. Like, what's that like? Um, I wouldn't say there's a bunch of pressure just because, you know, when you're a quarterback, you sign up, you know that you're going to have to be a leader for the team. And um, so going into it, you just, you know, you got to be a talker. It's not like all of a sudden, like, oh, wow, sure. I got to be a leader now. Um, but, you know, just, just you know, when you sign up to be a quarterback, you sign up to be a leader. And I think that's something that Peyton's embraced fully. There we go. That'd make a great, like, T-shirt. Like, when you sign up to be a quarterback, you sign up to be a leader. Like, that's yep. nice. I could see that just, like, plaster on the quarterback crazy. room right there. Yeah, see, I like that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get in contact with someone from the staff and have that up in the quarterback room here uh, yeah. in a hot second. As if I have those connections, I'm just going to talk like <laughs> I do, but I, of course I don't. <laughs> so when it comes to – because obviously, hey, in between every offseason, everyone in every position is looking to make a jump, improve, and obviously there's a big microscope on the quarterback. When it comes to improvement when you're watching Peyton play, is there anything that sticks out to you as like, oh, yeah, this is something that he could improve on over the offseason? That's you know reasonable. Obviously, you know, he can't add 40 pounds of muscle or throw the ball maybe 30 yards further. But, like, in a reasonable sense, what do you think he can improve on from last season? Um, You know, honestly, I, I don't know if there's, like, a glaring thing that, like, was like, wow, he really needs to improve upon that. Um, obviously yeah. whenever, whenever you talk about a quarterback, you want to be accurate. I'm not sure what his completion percentage was, but, um, anyone can always improve on that and, you know, just make the smart decision. Um, take what the defense gives you, complete the ball. Um, I'm, I, I mean, I'm excited just as everyone is to see, you know, what he's improved upon. And, um, I, yeah, I, I think just accuracy, like, like, the, like there wasn't like a big glaring thing where it's like, wow, Peyton needs to get better at this for the team to be better. Um, sure. But yeah, I just it's probably accuracy is always always up there for a quarterback. Yeah, nothing glaring, just like a few things that he has to polish up in, in your yeah. opinion. That's gotcha. And so, you know, we just talked about quarterback trainers. You know, you used one the same one that Peyton's using this offseason. Let, let's start building your resume for being a quarterback trainer. Let's mm. start tooting your own horn here, Brian. What's the best thing that you think that you taught Peyton in his time? Let's you made Peyton who Ooh. he is today. Let's not sugarcoat it. Drop <laughs> on us. Drop on us what exactly it was that you taught him that you kind of see him use still to this day. Um, I think just playmaking ability. Um, gotcha. And, you know, being being able to escape the pocket, you know, that was something I prided myself on. Um, and I've seen him able being able to do that, you know, getting down um, when nothing's there to tuck the ball and run. Um, I think he's been great at doing that so far, and it's something that I'm sure he loves to do, so. So, it, it, I mean, we're not going to pass down the nickname White Lightning, but just the White Lightning tendencies out of Peyton yeah, Thorne yeah. as well. Um, I like it. You know what I also been liking, too, from him a lot is, and, you know, I remember this in the Miami game. I just rewatched this game the other day because that's what well-adjusted adults do. They just go back and watch old college games. Um, yeah. And I'm watching the Miami game again, and he's taking shot after shot after shot, but he's just, like, as physically strong as he is mentally strong, too. And maybe he, uh, this is a question that's a different answer depending on who you are, but what's harder to do as a quarterback, be physically strong and keep on taking blows from these guys or just being mentally strong and still staying in the pocket and, you know, stepping into your throws, mm. even though you know the pressure's coming. I would say, I would say mentally strong. You just, just cause yeah. you know, you know, there's, there's some throws where there's a blitz off the edge and you, and you know, you can't block that guy and you got to get it out before it gets to you. Um, 
And if a defense is schemed up well enough, they'll be able to do that a lot of times um, and they'll be able to disguise it. And if you don't see it to last second, you're going to have to make a good throw and take the hit. Um, obviously, you got to be big enough and strong enough to be able to repeatedly have that happen to you. And I think Peyton's put on he's put on some good weight. Um, he's up there, I think, physically and being able to take hits from anyone. So um, I think I think just mentally, though, you got to be be you ready to get hit and still throw a good, accurate ball. Is there a hit you remember from your time at Michigan State that you were like, oh, yeah, that one, that one, he put a little extra stank on for, for that one that you really um, had to put your teeth yeah, in? Yeah, I mean, there was, a, there was a few. Um, I can't remember. There was one um, in 2017. I remember I, I think I tucked the ball and ran against Michigan, um, and Devin Bush got a good lick on the side of my head. Um, sure. Yeah, that was, that was definitely one. There's 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 that one play um, in 2016 against Northwestern. It was like my first start, and I got um, like sacked in the end zone and got upended. Um, okay, yep. That one honestly didn't hurt too bad. It looked a lot worse than what it was, but um, gotcha. those, those two are up there for sure. Now, the Devin Bush was that the one where he scored when he had to tuck and run to the the end zone? Is that the hit you're talking no, about? No, because that was a no, pretty good look too. Okay, that one that one actually. Um, I, I, I did get hit pretty hard. It was more on my hip though. I had like a hip pointer okay. for like the next like five weeks. Um, Shoot. But that one, yeah, that one didn't hurt my, my head too much, but it was, I think this, this, this play I'm thinking of was later in the fourth quarter. Um, and he just laid a good lick on my head. So. See, there we go. And uh, you know, I want to keep talking about the quarterback position, obviously here in a hot second. And I'm, I also got a hard hitting question for you to kick off next segment. So I'm going to say goodbye to you and let you sweat that yep. out as you await what this well thought out question is going to be. But first I just got to talk to the fine folks about built bar. That's right. Is the best tasting protein bar in the land. They got all sorts of products that hook it up for you, your taste buds, your body and your wallet. We'll get to that at the end here, but look, the, the built granola bars absolutely slap. The Built Puffs, the first ever protein-infused marshmallow, absolutely bang. And just, you know, the normal Built Bars as well. Wrapped in 100% real chocolate. They're soft. They're chewy. They taste like what's actually on the wrapper. This isn't like your old protein bar where you bite into it. Sawdust is everywhere, and you're just trying to convince yourself that you're eating a chocolate chip cookie crumble colossal mega protein, whatever it is that you're eating. It ain't Built Bar, and it ain't right unless it's Built Bar. So go to Built.com, smash in promo code LOCKED15. That's right, LOCKED15. That's all one word. That's going to save you 15% off of your Built Bar products at Built.com with promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% off of your Built Bars. And as we welcome... The wonderful Brian Lewerke, the friend of the program, Brian Lewerke, back to the show. Hey, just want to thank you for making Locked on Spartans your first watch or listen every single day. Any way you're digesting this media, thank you so much. Brian, you ready to step, uh, step into the hot seat right now? Because this is a this might be the best question I've ever, ever asked anyone. So here we go. All right. Yep. Is playing quarterback hard? <laughs> it's definitely not easy. I'll give you that. Okay. All right. <laughs> there we go. That's all I got for you. Um, what? Okay. And a, a more a more uh, professional way of asking that question is, what is it that like fans or just clowns behind a microphone like myself don't understand about playing the quarterback position? I, you know, it could be a few answers. It could be one glaring thing. But any way you want to interpret that question, like what's just one thing that the common person truly doesn't understand about playing the quarterback position? Um, I would say that, <clears throat> I mean, the game is obviously a lot, 
a lot mental. And I, I think it's a lot more mental than people think. Um, <laughs> that's one thing that I kind of, I kind of got when I was at Michigan state and I learned a bunch more last year when I was in the NFL that, um, you got to know like the defenses that you're going against in and out. You got to know the personnel. Like it, if someone, um, if they go to nickel package versus base package, like the, their tendencies to bliss or tendencies for coverage. Um, if they switch one guy, if they have a different nickel in and nickel um, personnel than what they normally have, like they could be running completely different coverage. Um, you know, defense will, defenses will have tendencies. Um, and it's the quarterback and the um, head coaches and offensive coordinator job to figure that out and to create a good game plan for that. Um, I think that's one thing that obviously people know about, like it takes a lot of game planning, but I think it's even more than what, yeah. than what people think. And like, do you mind just like walking us through what that, what's that like after you break out of a huddle and like that ideally what 15 to 20 seconds before the ball is snapped? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you, what are you checking on? Like walk me through like the, all right, we're out of the huddle. What's going to happen yeah. before the ball's even snapped. Um, I mean, it obviously depends on the certain the type of play you have. If you're if you're doing an RPO and it's like a six man RPO, you're reading you're reading that six guy, so you can block five and you got to throw or hand the ball off based on that six guy. Um, mm-hmm. So that's you know that's how it is for RPOs. Some plays you're checking um, how many how many guys are in the box. You could check from like a run to a pass. Um, you're checking if it's one or two high, um, depending on if it's a play action pass and you got like two high on, you want to kill the play and go to the run. Gotcha. Um, you're, uh, you obviously, you should know personnel, um, before you even break the huddle. Cause the coach will, the coach will be saying that, um, in your head, um, and you know, to run and play based on what personnel it is, um, motions, right pre-snap motions, all that stuff. You're seeing if it's man or zone, um, trying to either get, if it's man, you want a motion guy across, see if someone runs with him. Or just you know get the guy out and off coverage so it's an easier route to run for the receiver, um, all that stuff. And there's there's probably a bunch more that I'm missing too. But yeah, there's there's much stuff. And all that after like what saying a play call that's like three sentences yeah. of, of words. Exactly. Like, just, <laughs> exactly. All, all yeah. Play call, like, call it takes like five seconds to actually say. <laughs> like so, it sounds like you need a lot of it, like a really good attention span to be a quarterback in college. Which that's that's probably why I was never a. a quarterback in college and I think that's the only thing holding me back oh yeah uh, only reason personal you know yeah it has nothing to do with that I'm five foot nine or uh you know can only throw about <laughs> 30 so yards but hey that's neither here nor there but no it yeah. it just fascinates me like how much you have to remember and actually like care for so like what what what's harder for a quarterback like the actual play itself or dissecting everything before the play even starts in, in your opinion um definitely dissecting after it starts but you okay. know one thing that you got to be able to do is one say the play perfectly and two know it like the ins and out of that play before you're even ready to like start going against the defense. And yeah. that's something that you just expect to do on the go in the NFL is um be ready for anything they throw at you. Um the coaches and you gotta know the plays in and out. Um and then once you finally achieve all that and are able to do that, you gotta be able to go against the best players in the world um on defense. So um yeah. Right. And like just one one thing that like I just want to offer up for something that I think is crazy when it comes to like college football, NFL football, obviously, too, is just like how fast the game actually is. Like I, you, you watch on TV. OK, obviously, you know, football itself is a fast sport. But if, if you are like in the first like 10 rows of the stadium, like it, it, you get a different appreciation for like how quick this game really is. So yeah. was, was that surprising to you? Like when you made the leap from like high school to college or like maybe 
being a backup in college to actually getting in the game? Or is that just something that naturally progresses as you work your way up the, the ranks of football? Yeah, I mean, it's something I think that kind of just naturally progresses. And when people say the game is faster, they don't necessarily mean, you know, physically guys are faster. Like, obviously, right. there's going to be some more speedy guys in the NFL than what there is in college because it's the top 1%. But it's also just like guys just know the plays faster. Like defenses, they see – um, they see one thing, and, and like the Mike sees the tackle's left leg is back a little bit, means he's pulling. Um, so gotcha. he's hitting the gap quicker than what you know what guys do in college. Um, yeah. And obviously they're more physically gifted in the NFL, so you combine both of that, and you get you know a faster speed of play. So um, that was that was something that you just kind of like you know you know every level you go up is going to be faster and faster. So it kind of just comes with it. No doubt. And, like, who who was, like, the, the hardest team to play against when, when you were in college? Now, now, you know, that's a random college? question. Now I'm just curious. Yeah. A lot of good no, I, <laughs> I know. I I hate giving them credit, but probably Michigan just because they nah, – you know, we'll, we'll, Okay, we'll, we'll edit this out. Yeah, we'll, 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 leave, it. we'll, we'll leave this I know, I mean, out. Yeah. Who was the yeah. second hardest team? <laughs> I mean, uh, Ohio State and Penn State are always up there. Yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Ohio State just had you know that they didn't they didn't do a lot of stuff like I knew what coverages and what you know their their fronts were pretty basic and their coverages were pretty basic so you kind of knew what they were doing before the plays but they just had such good players that it didn't matter like they knew that you knew what what they were in and they were still going to beat you so that was just what was difficult about them so. And, like, is there any common misconception that, like, maybe fans or, you know, like, media type has? Like, is there anything that you either, like, hear or read or see or anything, like, from a fan that when you hear it's like, that's 100% not how it actually works. Like, this is how it actually goes in, down. Uh, or, in, like, uh, reference to what? You, like, defense? You just play, either playing quarterback or just, like, an offense or just anything for college football. Anything that, like, you – Oh, yeah. There's just once. or Okay. Yeah, there's always guys like I'm scrolling through Twitter and there's like a play and people are like critiquing it and all that. And I'm like, like, this is not even close to correct. There's some guy, there's some people that know it a little bit or did they just guess and get right? But most of the time there's like a a play or something and some guy thinks something's supposed to happen. And the guys that play football know like what's actually supposed to be happening here. I can't think of an example right now, but you know, you you know what I mean, I think. Yeah. No, hundred And hey, here's a fun question. Uh, have you ever read anything on Twitter that you actually took into your game? Did you ever get a critique Ooh. from just a stranger on the internet that you were like, you know what? That that's actually a good point. I will I will do that <laughs> next time around. Or, or uh, is it a complete zero percent across the board? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think there's been okay. anything. Most of the stuff that is critique is like the obvious, like don't throw an interception. Like, yeah. Oh, obviously. okay. Got like, it. I'm not yeah, going to do it. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that, right. That's what I'm supposed to do. Okay. I got it. Thank oh shoot. You. Got it. All right. Well, <laughs> let me jot that down for the next time I get out there. That's okay. Yeah. See, that's sound advice, Brian. Don't throw an interception. That's come on. <laughs> Where were you? So, um, it's a simple game. Just don't throw an interception. How hard, how hard can it possibly be? Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. You just, you, you how, read how hard the defense. Get, you, you tell your guys to get open in the huddle. You break out of the huddle. You just throw it to the open guy, and, it's, yeah, you just throw, put points on the board. It's really, it's really that easy, I know. Seems pretty simple. Um, <laughs> here's the opposite of simple, and, you know, we touched on this the last time you were on the show. It was the 2018 Penn State game, and actually, you know, I, I just went on a binge the other day just rewatching a bunch of games. And I watched the 2018 Penn State game. Of course, is when you guys are on the road at Penn State, who's ranked number eight in the country. 
you guys, you guys had like what fourteen scholarship players fly over for that game. Like everyone yeah. else was hurt for that game. Yeah. Like, listen, I I know that like you probably go into every game thinking you're going to win. Like, I'm not saying that. Oh, did you think that you were going to lose this game? But like, did it take a little extra convincing of yourself to think that this was even going to be a possibility to unseat a top ten team on the road with having the injury issues that you guys had this year? Or what was your mindset on the flight? Over to be to honest, Saturday. To be honest, not really. I mean, okay. I wasn't too worried about that. And like, like, you know, there's some games where it's like, all right, this, this is, this, this is going to be a tough one to win. Like we got to play well, but like going against, going against them, um, you know, just after what had happened the year before, I felt confident. Um, I knew that, you know, I, we just had to execute our game plan and not do anything crazy or special. I mean, we had one of the best defenses in the country um, as long as we could put up points and, you know, we'd be winning the game. So. That wasn't one of those where I was terribly nervous. I, I do remember we had Daryl Stewart and Cody White were hurt. Um, yep. And then yep. Felton got hurt, like, the game after, I think. out Like, it was out for the year. So that was – yeah, that, that definitely sucked. <laughs> I, I think that Cam Chambers also got hurt in the middle of the game, too, but you guys were so thin at wide receiver that did – correct me if I'm wrong here. Did, was he playing the second half with, like, a whole – cast on his yes. hands like essentially a box yes. okay um yeah i remember that yeah that's terrible <laughs> so, <laughs> i remember I, you know i'm watching from afar i was at a wedding and i got a text from my friend like why is cam chambers wearing a boxing glove and i almost fell on the ground when, when i saw that text i was like oh okay oh, it's it's over like when, when you're seeing cam chambers take the field with the cast on his hand you as the, you know the quarterback who has to throw to these guys What's going through your head as, okay, I got a receiver with one functional hand. This is uh, we're yeah. in for a good time here. <laughs> I know, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't fun. And I remember I threw, I threw him like a little hitch. Um, I think he might have been like early in the second half or something. And it just hit right off his cast and like got picked off. I'm like, oh my gosh. And like, it's like, there's nothing he can do about that. It's right. just like, it's like, how, how is he expected to catch with a cast on? Like, we don't have anyone else that we can put in. <laughs> it's it, a, yeah, it's just a tough situation. No doubt about it. And, like, obviously, okay, you had a guy who was very functional on your offense in, in Felton Davis. Um, yeah. Is, was he the most fun guy to, to throw to at, at your time at Michigan State? Or is there someone that it was even, like, a, a better target um, to throw to in, in, your, um, in your time? No, it's probably him. You know, he was yeah. – one, he's just a funny dude. Like, he's awesome to hang around. Okay. Um, and that makes it a lot easier to, like, you know, go out and play football with him. But – he, uh, I knew that I could throw it up and he'd, he'd make a play. Obviously me, him being six, four helped a lot. Um, but I just knew that he could, he was one of those guys that I throw his direction. It's either going to get caught or it's not, it's not going to be picked off if I'm throwing his direction. So. Sure. Sure. I mean, Hey, sometimes, yeah, his defense is the best offense, you know, just batting the balls down yep. if it's getting a little away. So, um, I just remember the silence too, from that stadium. Like I, well, I mean, this is a, such a lazy question. But like, what, what was that like? <laughs> How fun well, was just, that? Just to, like, uh, just like hearing that. people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was really cool. And like, the best part is that entire drive. They were so loud. Like, it was. Oh it was yeah. Like my my ears were like crackling at how loud it was. Like I was having to scream to play in the huddle, um, and then to like you know be able to silence the whole crowd like that. I I almost feel bad for him, but at the same time, I really sure. don't. <laughs> That, that was your job. You had to go in there and silence yeah. those people. So that's, yeah. it, it is what it that's is. But like, I mean, it, so is being loud a, a underrated trait that a quarterback has to have? Like when you're a place like Happy Valley or maybe the Horseshoe or anywhere there's a deafening crowd. Like let's 
they, they got to start rating quarterbacks and how loud they are in high school. That should be like worth four stars or five stars. Oh, I'm, right I mean, there. yeah, you can't you can't be like a guy that's like timid and doesn't like to yell yeah. to be a quarterback one just because you got to be able to yell to play in the huddle. And then I remember it was so loud when I was in shotgun, I couldn't like, I like like we would do the the clap cadence. I don't even think Matt Allen was a center. I don't think he could hear the okay. clap either. He was so loud. So we had to go to like the obviously you have like silent cadence um, and guns. So we just had to do that. But you got to be able to yell, and you got to be able to yell pretty loud, especially when you're on the road like that in a big environment. Have you ever like just lost your voice because of how loud you had to shout during a game? Oh yeah. Have you ever woke up Sunday with no voice? Okay, so that's common. Not, I mean, not like not like terrible where I can't talk, but I can feel it in my throat for sure. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Hey, you know, I've, I've had the same two Sunday mornings after uh, sitting in the student section, or if you're not in the student section, just screaming. So yeah. You, hey, you know what? <laughs> Quarterbacks, they're just like us fans. This they, is great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just like everyone else. We are working as hard as the quarterbacks are every single Saturday. Let that be known. Can 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 you endorse that statement right there that I just said? Can you agree with that? Just to make us yeah, feel quarterbacks better? are just Thank like everyone else. That. No See, I, I appreciate that, Brian. That's right. We're working hard during the week, um, critiquing you on the internet, letting you know what you need to do the next game. That's, <laughs> we all have a job here in, in this whole college yep. football world, Brian. So, yeah. and 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 if I get if I get good advice on Twitter, I'll I'll throw it in there. I can't say I've gotten it yet, though. So okay, so we're still, <laughs> we're still waiting for the magic guy to hop in and give you some golden yep. advice. All right, well that's that's a fun little challenge here for the rest of the week. All right, I'll be uh, I'll be hard <laughs> at work here. I'm, I'm going to make a few burner accounts and start throwing some lobs your way here. Uh, all right, look at that. I mean, th- this has been great, Brian. I, I always love having you on. You know, I, it's only been twice, but both times I, I've had a great time. Um, so I, I can't thank you enough, man. We cover a lot. We covered Peyton Thorne. We covered how loud you have to yell. I've only. Only stuff like this on Lock on Spartans right here. Let that be known, Brian. Let that be known. Thanks a lot, man. You're the best. All right. And we will be back uh, five days a week here. Lock on Spartans podcast. This is how we roll. So thank you guys so much. You guys are the best. Love every single one of you. Go great. Let's go. Let's have a great rest of the week. Let's go.